On this episode of Ruzzy Week, Savant partners with Wilson, doing a whole subdivision and BMW updates panorama. All this and more on this episode of Ruzzy Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 318, Foster Relationships. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Sennheiser. For over 75 years, Sennheiser has been a leader in pro audio and is now offering a wide variety of touchless and traditional audio solutions for both corporate and educational campus-wide audio. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for Aviation.tv, and this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Amanda Wildman. She is the co-owner at True Media Home. How are you doing, Michigan? I am doing great. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Women in Construction Week. Yay! Yeah, Women Yay. in Construction Week all week, so celebrating women in the skilled trades. It's fantastic. Uh, then we have Arlen Swagger. He is the executive editor at CE Pro. How you doing, Arlen? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for uh, inviting me on, and hello, Amanda. Thank you both. All right, let's let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from Residential Systems. Savant has partnered with Wilson Electronics. The Cell Boosters technology is now part of Savant's partner program. Uh, if you don't know Wilson, they make the WeBoost and the Wilson Pro Cellular Boosting Solutions. So if you have a client that has terrible cell service, you can put some Wilson stuff in there and they will no longer have terrible cell service. Um, it's really fantastic stuff. What is not fully covered in the article is exactly what this partnership is going to mean and, and how it's going to work out. Uh, uh, Amanda, this kind of has that 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 sense that this is going to be some form of you know wilson's available on the savant dealer store uh or you know if you have a po and you have wilson and savant on it you're going to get a little doubling discount thing or something like that not the discount double check that's a different thing um but you know just one of those things where again buy one you can easily access the other well i have no issues with making it easier to purchase things what is with all these manufacturers trying to almost be a buying group or a, like a mini distributor? Is this just, again, that continual trying to be the biggest player in the game? You know, I, I'm not sure if it's trying to be the bigger player in the game. I can tell you I love Wilson. I mean, being in Michigan, like we've used oh, their yeah. products for forever because we're in the middle of nowhere. So I absolutely love their product. I think it's great that, you know, they're going to get out there a little bit more. The only thing I keep coming back to is, does it help with shipping discounts? Like our, Ooh. that was the only thing I could think of is, does it help with manufacturers like getting stuff shipped, shipped over? So maybe mm -hmm. if they don't have like an entire, like, you know, cargo, whatever crate or whatever, if they could like put some of the other product on, if it helps with shipping costs, that yeah. was the only thing that kind of kept popping into my mind. Uh, but I do think it's weird. I mean, I think everyone's trying to kind of be this big buying group. And my biggest question comes back to then who do I have to call uh, when there's a problem, when there's an issue? Like, I just don't want it to turn into a situation where someone's playing, you know, hot potato past the buck when there's a problem. 
Yes, that's a really good point. I, I, I know up here, and if you've listened to me for more than a couple of shows, I, I whine about this a lot. We have, we're mostly a distribution model in Canada. So it is not, a, and even with that model, I can never go to just one distributor to get everything for one job. So I'm constantly paying, you know, X shipping from distributor one, distributor two, supplier three, supplier four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do love the concept of being able to just, you know, in a dream world, buy from one person and get everything I need and pay shipping once and one PO. It would make life fantastic. Arlen, when you see this, when you follow this, who does this, who does this benefit? Does this benefit savant better or, or, or greater? Does this, um, is this a bigger benefit for Wilson getting to kind of hitch along with, with savant's name a little bit? Is this better for the dealers? Do we know? I, I don't think we tip. I don't think we quite know that yet. I think it definitely brings a bit more cachet to Wilson in the, the custom industry by having their name associated with a big player like Savant. I feel like with Savant, they want to make sure that, you know, their dealers are, they're going to be on the cutting edge with all these new solutions. And what's more cutting edge than 5G? It feels like we've been mm -hmm. hearing about 5G forever. And so my takeaway when I saw that news was, okay, this is Savant getting their, their foot in the door saying, you want to, you, your customers are going to have questions about 5G. Well, here, we're going to have answers for you in the way of, you know, we'll bring you Wilson with this. And if that's through the dealer, then the dealer who is already, you know, posing as the technology expert will be able to get themselves, I'm assuming will be able to get themselves up to speed on some sort of Wilson electronics training that goes along with this potentially. Uh, and really just kind of be able to answer some of those questions out there because I feel like 5G is sort of this vague uh, amorphous thing out there that we really have no idea what exactly it's going to mean in mm -hmm. you know a year from now two years from now it could be massive and I think to me this was their way of trying to get ahead of that yeah and and, and I will say Wilson is one of the few boosters at, at this point boosting companies um, who actually has some 5G products available. So that's that's cool. All right, let's change topics for a moment. This comes to us from a residential tech today. Boston Automations is pre-wiring a new development for robust, robust network and home control. There's a new community called The Preserve at Mill Pond. It's a 92-home development in Mass. And uh, Boston uh, Automations is pre-wiring that with an enter enterprise-grade network from Access Networks and home automation uh, through Control 4. Read through the article. It, it's it's a quite interesting read. Arlen, I want to start with you on this one. This has been kind of one of those holy grail moments for a lot of integrators is to get in with a builder. Um, and I don't want to say a luxury builder, but somebody who's building something shall we say better or, or slightly larger than a traditional track home, right? Um, getting with that mid high end to, to, to luxury builder and be able to offer this as, you know, literally uh, the same as a countertop option, right? It, it, you're getting something. It's just how much you want to get, how, how, how nice of a system you, you want to see. Is this, 
getting to the point where this is becoming the norm and the builders who are building mid high-end stuff to to luxury are looking to partner or is that still is this still kind of the the one-off that we see a little bit but it's it's not there yet i feel like it's still a little bit of the one-off i will say that it seems like the integrators who are really proactive with this type of relationship they they understand the benefits to this they know exactly you know what can be done there and the builders who are on board with it you know we builders even with the even on the luxury custom home build side things are still about bottom end sure mm -hmm. they know that the people who are going to buy their homes they can invest in a lot more amenities perhaps and up those sales and that's why it makes it, it makes a ton of sense for the integrator and for the builders who are able to be amenable to those types of relationships you know it's still i think for them they want to have that tech expert who they can hand off the sale to and say okay we'll show you everything but then after it's sold we really don't want to deal with it we want to have the integrator there to do all of that so it's kind of it is definitely it's a win-win for both sides of it the builder could certainly look at seeing is you know having more to the home sale and having a home more likely to sell sell if the technology is there and i think in this case you know especially for a dealer who's looking at they're going to be installing access networks and control four as part of this clearly you know they're going to be able to pose a sort of as we were just alluding to in the previous question about having that maybe a one-stop shop mm -hmm. if they're looking to put in a ton of snap products into these homes it, it could be a real boon for the builder that way and have a whole lot more you know as they're showing it in the showroom uh, or in a model home i should say at that at that point but you know i think it's still incumbent upon integrators at this point to try and foster those relationships because I, I still don't see it as the builders being the ones that are doing the reaching out. Uh, I think it's it's something that there's a lot of legwork involved on both sides and for the builders I think there's still some you know some hesitancy to it but if people like you know Boston Automations and other integrators that we you know write a lot about with on CE Pro if they're able to show that, okay, you know, take your worries aside, we're able to handle everything for you. We're mm -hmm. going to have this kind of white glove service that we can do. You know, once we get the homeowner, we're going to be able to try and upsell him on certain things. You know, if they can alleviate those fears and then when something goes wrong, they're going to call Boston Automations and not, you know, say, oh my God, it was the builder that, you know, put together this cruddy house that doesn't have things working in it. Then that will really help matters. Amanda, uh, you are arguably probably one of the better people to have on to talk. Not that Arlen didn't do a great job. You did a fantastic job, my friend. But you you are one of the quintessential people who have found success with this. You've got partnerships with some design firms and some, some builders up there in, in Michigan who they're not going to build a house without talking to you. It doesn't matter what the client wants. We've seen that through you know, your involvement with supporting them in, you know, at, at building and construction week and, and all the other stuff. What does it take to develop that relationship? Work, <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> um, you know, first of all, I want to say kudos um, to that builder and the integrator for like, could you say it louder? 
for the people in the back that didn't hear that they're wiring and infrastructure. Like, can yeah. we just start with that? Like, For the love of God. For, <laughs> I, I mean, no lie. I, I was down at KBiz and the International Builder Show, and it was flooring to me to see the disconnect of how many new things and how many smart products that manufacturers were coming out with and designers were looking at it and saying, this is great. I want to spec it. And the builders are like freaked out because nobody is going to do it. And I'm like, our industry is like that industry. We're the, we're the people that connect those things and make those things happen and make those things work. It takes a lot of work. So I do not doubt that Boston Acoustics probably has spent a, a long period of time working with that builder, fostering that relationship, uh, probably doing some projects with them previously. But kudos to them. I mean, if you can have a demo space, uh, we have a demo space um, at our, you know, I, there's always that talk back and forth. Do you do a showroom? Do you not do a showroom? I think it's difficult if clients can't have a slight experience. So if you get the opportunity to partner with a builder where they can go in like the model home or set that up as kind of like an experience thing, mm -hmm. it makes it so much more tangible for the homeowner. Um, I'm really curious to see who does the selling in this because I know normally model homes, you get like the salesperson that the builder has, uh, which historically we know they do not do a really great job of selling us or talking about us. So I'm really curious, um, you know, what they're doing with that. But like our relationships with our local builders and architects, part of the policy is, is every single house that they build, we get to meet with the client. Um, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of leg work. And, um, but it's, it's now people respect that. Like, I don't want to get to the end of a project. I've heard too many builders at the end of a project and someone says, gosh, I wish I would have known about you sooner. You know, like if I get called to maybe just do a few things, you know, like by someone kind of like after the fact, and this is more when we started our business, we would get called you know, after the wiring and everything was done and they were like, oh, we want to install a couple TVs, you know? So we'd go to do that and they were like, gosh, we didn't know you could do the network. We didn't know that you could do speakers. We didn't know that you could do shades. We didn't know that you could do lighting control. And so we kept pushing to homeowners. We'd say, well, give that feedback back to the builders. Almost every builder has one of those little surveys that they do at the yeah. end. Like, what could we do better? And we just kept encouraging them. And then we just sat down and a lot of legwork, educating our builders, letting them know we're there to be a partner. We're not there to blow their budget out of the water. And if you can make it happen, you know, and get the wire in, kudos, kudos to them for that. So I'm excited to kind of follow along and see how that um, project rolls out and see who's selling it. Yeah, very, very much so. I, I think that's arguably one of the biggest sides because the person selling is always going to do the, yeah, you could do a couple speakers, but you know, it's, they're all wireless, just like those new Kohler taps. They're wireless. You don't need anything in there. Right. And sometimes, sometimes the manufacturer might have someone at the show at the model home too, right? Will a control four person be staged in there, you know, for certain hours or will it be someone from Boston automations that's going to mm -hmm. go there, mm -hmm. you know, during certain hours to, to do that. It's a, it's an interesting point. And, certainly one that builders have to consider when they're doing these things. And I was going to say, it's interesting. You mentioned that thing about, sorry, the wire, the whole wireless <laughs> thing, like product placement. I am floored. If you guys start watching like movies or TV shows or mm -hmm. things like that, how many devices that 
do have wires, but they're product placing them in these movies and in these shows. Like we play a game. I have older kids. So we play a game and like, we'll pause the TV. Anytime we see technology, we'll be like, that's a Lutron, you know, lighting, you know, keypad or whatever, mm -hmm. or that's a Sonos, you know, like play one or whatever. And I'm floored at how many times it's just stuff there, but it's not actually connected or they don't show the wires and stuff. So it, sets up this crazy view for homeowners that yeah it could just be wireless i saw it on the tv my personal favorite was one of the big sponsors of of house back in the day the, the tv show house was apple they they did pr promo uh, fulfillment for all of the computers and they had these beautiful imacs on every desk and not a single wire in the back of them <laughs> not even a power cord nope. nothing and i when that was real big, we did a, a job for a commercial client and we were, you know, doing infrastructure for 30,000 square feet and 120 employees. And the designer, no word of a lie, sat down in that design meeting and said, yeah, we're going to do this, do this. And, and going through all the, you know, tasks for everyone. And she looks at, at me and she's like, why are you here again? <laughs> I'm like, because we're doing the infrastructure. So where your desks go, I mean, we have to determine if we're trenching floors or running conduit or, you know that's why we're here and she's like oh no we don't need any we don't need anything i'm like just, really yeah and she pulled out literally a photo of these desk things that they were using in house and she's like we want it to look like this i'm like cool none of those work <laughs> what I'm like there's no power cords honey she's like what i'm like there, there's no no they not sorry it's cute it's great love it but no yeah. all right let's let's <laughs> let's skip before i get into even more trouble. Um, yeah, you got to wire everything. This comes to us from CE Pro, and Arlen wrote this. Uh, BNW has introed their new Panorama, Panorama uh, 3 soundbar. It is the third iteration of their first Dolby Atmos soundbar. It's got 13 drivers, twin subwoofers, 400 watts, uh, as well as Alexa and a couple other things. Hook it up via an HDMI and everything works and it is wonderful arlen i i want to come back to come back to you on this one um this is cool it's a soundbar like i know i'm supposed to be super excited about this but it's a cool soundbar is this one of those products that we're just going to keep getting it be making it better keep doing cool stuff with it and hope someone buys it or is 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 the soundbar market developed to the point where we're looking for more of these products? Well, I think with uh, the case of Bowers and Wilkins, it is, you know, it is a way to show for them to show off their continued revamping of a product. And even even on this press release, they said, you know, multi-room capabilities to come. So, you know, it it's, uh, sounds a little bit Sonos-ish in, in that respect or perhaps even, you know, from sister, uh, sister brand under Sound United, maybe a little Heos-ish uh, with what's going on there. Um, you know, it's funny, you mentioned, you mentioned soundbars, and they, they talked about how the first iteration of this panorama was from 2009 and made me feel old for the amount of time that we've been covering soundbars because I, honestly, I was like, 2009, really? It's been that long that, you know, we've had these products. But remember back then, we were all talking about how horrible they sounded and why would you want a sound bar when you, you know, instead of regular speakers to go with the TV sound. Um, 
you know, you're talking about a, a company that just put out a, a next gen model of their Zeppelin product, you know, which is based all on the cool looking factor of it. They probably use, you know, another one of those kind of, um, yeah, we remember this product from 10 years ago and how cool mm -hmm. of it and how nostalgic it was. And it seems weird to think about nostalgia now, but I think when people saw the Zeppelin being revamped, it was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's a great product. And with B&W, you know, they're all about the sleek design, which this one certainly has a, a very sleek design. Um, I think the Gen 2 model was 2013. So again, they're able to add now all the streaming services, the Alexa support, the Dolby Atmos thing was clearly one thing that they wanted to really highlight with the two new, um, the, you know, the first true Dolby Atmos soundbar where they can have the upwards firing speakers. And that's something now where, you know, clearly you can say to someone, all right, for $1,000, it's a way to get into the brand of B&W without having to get a full B&W system uh, to get Dolby Atmos sound for, you know, a, a multi-purpose theater room when you take a look at where, where this will go with likely with a, you know, 65-inch screen, 75-inch screen. It'll, it'll work well with that, with that paired with some of the sleek screens that we're seeing these days. Yeah, that's a good point. Amanda, first of all, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked it's a $1,000. That surprised me. But I'm sure it sounds well, sounds good, sounds nice. Um, if BMW wants to send me one, I'd, I'd happily listen to it, compare it to the other ones I've heard. But typically these are, and I, I, I don't mean BMWs, I mean literally any soundbar out there. They're only as good as the room they're in. And I have heard and seen multiple soundbars put into rooms that are way too small for the power or way too big for the power. And it's, it's typically the latter, but they're put into a, a great, you know, a great room or a, a large family room that's open concept to the kitchen and it's 60 feet to the back wall and it's a two-story living room. And they're like, look at the, my brand new Atmos soundbar I got. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I get that customers love the simplicity. What is the, what is the delta between us as professionals going in and saying that's not the right product for you versus the client who wants that product for a look or a simplicity or or what have you where's the delta between being right and selling the job okay so i think two things one when i first saw it i i thought to myself i really hope that their marketing team is on the right people for it because the first thing that came across my mind was get that in the hands of like gamers um, cause I looked at that cause I like the design. I like the look of it. I like the whole concept of the extra subs, all of this kind of thing. And I was like, to me, these gaming rooms are like really amping up. Like I could see that maybe not in like the great room or the living room, but we're starting to see more and more like, and kids have like crazy indispensable income. So like the thousand dollar price point, it's not really that like, I'm thinking about it and like a thousand dollars when you're like, I don't know, maybe I just have older kids, but I'm like, my kid's taste is expensive. And I'm like, Christmas or things like that. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just the crazy parent. I don't know. But I was like, I've seen some of the money that some of these kids put in their gaming systems. And I'm like, you get the right screen. You put that baby in there. I'm like, it's sleek. It's sexy looking. Like, I could see that really cool outfitted in like a gamer's room. 
So that was the first thing that I thought. The next thing is, is about selling it to like the general public and what you asked about where you're right or where you're wrong. I think, and this will make everyone I think in our industry cringe, but I was thinking about it the other day because I'm in a group of people that are like, they're really big audiophiles. I have a group of friends. I'm going to top this in a second, but continue. Okay. <laughs> a good group of friends that are really, really audiophiles. And they're all about making, you know, like the theater room and everything exactly perfect with the acoustics. And they're like, it drives me crazy when homeowners don't put that same type of thing or they don't understand it or they don't get it. And I was like, in all fairness, when I sit down in literally in my theater room, even with my family, and we go to watch a movie, unless we're really watching like a movie that we waited for, it's coming out, we're doing family movie night, I look around, my laptop is open, I'm doing work while I'm, you know, watching something or whatever, my kids are on their cell phones, my husband is on like the iPad, so like, how good is the sound? Probably in certain areas and certain people's homes, like their multimedia room, it's not really that great. But are they really delving or giving that much attention to it anyhow? Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. they're distracted by doing like 10 other things. So like, are they really hearing what the difference is? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where that's at. So go ahead, top my story there, Mr. Matt. Well, I'm not trying to top your story, but I will, I will make more people mad than you did. <laughs> Which is a weird feather to put on my cap, but I'm very proud about it. Um, I'm going to argue that sell people what they want. It doesn't matter if it sounds good or bad. If that's what they want, sell it to them. That doesn't mean you can't make a case for something better. Because my, my, when I first saw this, I, I did the, you know, and, and yes, I, I get it's a bit of a, a press release, but I did the... No, I still want a, I still want five speakers around me and I want a couple in the ceiling. Like I, if I want Atmos, I want real Atmos. But that's because I know what it is and I expect it. If you go to someone who's not a car person and try to explain the difference between a Porsche and a Toyota Tracel, they won't care because both cars get them to where they want to go. Just sell what your customers want. Just take their money when they want to give you money. Stop balking. I mean, obviously, educate them and let them know what, what it is and what the limitations are. Give them the options. But absolutely, I mean. Take their money. Like, take their money. And they might be putting a budget to something else, too. Hey, if they yeah. want to put in seven speakers and a couple of subwoofers in that room, go for it. You know, if but if they come back and say, my goodness, can you not have all these speakers in here? This isn't a full dedicated room. We've got other stuff going on in there then you you know you're still looking at the sound bar as that's going to be kind of the go-to um offering i think i mean i i've i've actually you know i've auditioned one of the the wisa um mm -hmm. 5.1 systems and it, it's it's great and the thing is is even for the wireless speakers um you still have to find places to put the speakers you still have to yep. make sure there are outlets to plug them in you know they're very convenient in terms of setup but in terms of just streamlining things, you know, the soundbar is still going to be a quality option. And one of the ways that I looked at it was that, you know, if you're a dealer and you sell B&W and you have clients that want to put in B&W throughout their house or put in super powerful yep. systems, maybe they're going to spend for, you know, the 800s in another room. But hey, maybe they have a couple of rooms that they just want a soundbar in. And so I could really see it as kind of a, you know, a good attachment as part of a project like that too. 
Yeah, very much so. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you both so much for joining me. Uh, Arlen, if people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they do that? So they can go to our, our website, newly refreshed website, cepro.com, and they can find me on Twitter at, at Arlen Schweiger. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Amanda, if people want to connect with you, learn more about True Media Home, get your latest edition of your magazine. Congratulations on, on, on the second issue. Thank you. Where can they go and do that? Uh, you can find me on any of the social media platforms by just searching at True Media Home. And uh, that includes TikTok. So I'm going to find you there one day, Matt. TikTok, nope. Instagram, Facebook, nope. Instagram, Twitter. yes. TikTok, no. <laughs> you can we're, find me at True Media Home. So. We're very anti-TikTok in this family. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and most other social platforms. See, I said most because there's no TikTok. Uh, but more importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.